Thank you for tuning in to TGIFJ. Thank God I follow Jesus with your hosts, Leah, Mike, and Joanne, pastor of Soaring Diamonds. We want to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to deepen your walk with Christ and anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of salvation. Happy Sunday, family. Tonight, we're going to talk about character. Who do you reflect? Does your character truly come off as a child of the king? Let's be sure to self-examine as we listen into this conversation and determine how our character as believers should be. And also, while you guys are watching, please be sure to comment, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Make sure you're sharing to fellow believers or even unbelievers um, to encourage them as well. So let's get right into it. Alrighty then. We missed you last week. Yeah. I miss you guys. We did. We, Mike had to do the in and the out, and uh, I had them headphones messing up my hair. In other words, she said, bro, what are you doing? Okay. <laughs> Understood. It's not going too good. <laughs> Understood. Uh, Last week, we spoke about virtue signaling. Oh, yeah. That was interesting. So it was like an intro to character. I know you said that. I know initially when the Lord told me virtual signaling or virtual signaling, <laughs> I heard uh, or character or character so right. yeah you heard right are you just doing it for show or who you are nice nice we would have not been able to squeeze character in no. there and we stayed so i think last week we stayed pretty like surface mm-hmm. on what virtue signaling is like we didn't go mad deep into it so we didn't go deep into that and we were there for an hour and some change we would have never been able to talk about character. Absolutely, absolutely. But character as believers is all about character. Yeah. Like, who are we? And a lot of times, I say this all the time, we say with our words, that's virtual signaling, virtual signaling. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. But what does our life reflect? Mm-hmm. And that's really what it's about. And you know me, I love to go to the dictionary and look at the definitions of these words that we bring up because it kind of like puts us in the pocket of the direction that we're going or the Holy Spirit will take us or not. You know, whichever way that he will take us, I'm, I'm willing to. Like that song they played today at church, I'm open. Remember that song? Yeah, that's the one. Now, I'm not going to try to do that. <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> that's about it for me. Uh, so we have to be open to you know, continue to allow Holy Spirit to really glow, grow, glow us. Amen. We need glow up sometimes, but to grow us, you know, in him that we may better reflect who he is. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes, you know, in the process of you growing, you will be attacked. Some people will come against your character. Uh, some people will try to insult you and belittle you. But when we are rooted in Christ. Go ahead, say whatever you want. They said worse things about Jesus. In fact, when somebody comes at your neck and it's not correct, you know, somebody um, talks about your character and they're not right, it just shows, you know, what God is doing in you because if you're able to just rock with whatever they said and not try to defend yourself, You know, it shows that you're growing. It shows that you're maturing. It shows that you're being refined. It shows that the Lord is doing a work. Um, You're saying that and it's bringing an idea. I always tell Daisy this. Every movie you watch, right? Every action movie. 
every almost everything in the movie. Like it always goes to a plot of revenge. Like if you look at the movies, it's like look at all the John Wicks. He's like, you guys killed my dog and you guys killed my wife. And he's like <laughs> killing everyone trying to get to this one person or take down this system like Thanos, like everything, like all the movies as extravagant they get, they always plot down to revenge. Like I'm going to get you back for this. And you're talking about people are going to attack you and then they're going to attack your character. And the thing about Jesus is it, he tells us the Bible constantly tells us that revenge, revenge belongs to him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a very, um, it's a very important part of our character because when they attack us, we are able to stay true to the faith and not take revenge and bring it into our own hands because we understand that it belongs to the Lord. So as they attack us, let's, let's remember, okay, when we get squeezed, what is supposed to come out of us? Not defense of myself, not defense of how you're attacking me, but I'm supposed to just continue to reflect the one who has saved me. And it takes me to, because I said, you know, or we're saying when we get attacked, but our struggle is not against fle flesh right. and blood. And that's the real key, right? And there. our revenge is always on what? Yes. It's always on somebody, but, not even taking exactly. into consideration what their struggle is. Ex excellent. So excellent. I'm sorry, you was probably about to go there. No, no, no. But definitely like that's really important because even in the conversation, we're thinking I'm getting attacked. But the word is clear that our our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So it's not the person that's attacking us. You know, and I was talking to somebody the other day. We downplay the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. There's a God. He's a good God. We know that there's a prince of this earth. Yeah. But sometimes, a lot of times, it seems like most times now, people want to downplay that. But we have an enemy. Yeah. And the word tells us that our struggle is not against our brothers, our sisters, even the people in the world. Because the enemy is going to use what, whatever and whomever to get you out of character. And that's the perfect opportunity for us to see where we are. Yeah. Have we really been refined? Has the spirit of God really worked us out of there? And am I saying that that's simple? No. A lot of times we think that we're graduating in an area and then boom. M most recently, it took everything in me not to downplay. Yeah. But, I, you know, I have to continue to speak to myself just like every single one of us. Whatever we're going through, we're supposed to step back for a second and really consider what's being said and then consider what the word of God says. Because if we are reflecting the character of Christ, and we haven't even said what the definition is, and we already went there. But, it's all good. but if we are reflecting the character of Christ, what does that look like? And we have to, like Leah said when she opened, we have to constantly, continually, regularly examine ourselves. And the word is clear. When we go before the Lord, the first thing that we do is, after we acknowledge him, because, you know, we're just his servants, Lord, I'm open. Yeah. What do I need to let you do in me? Because people are always using that term, God is in control. Yes, God can be in control because he's sovereign. He's over everything and everyone. And he has the final say. 
However, today, ultimately today, what are we giving him? But it, you know, at the end of the day, he gave us a free will. So how we're gonna grow in him? He's doing the work in us, but we have to give him the space, give him the room, be open for him to come in and do the work. Yeah. But a lot of times we want to keep him from doing that. We don't want to open ourselves up. We don't want to let him in. We want to continue to hold on to the reins. But, you know, as we grow in the Lord, we're going to see more and more what the word of God says. And how we're supposed to submit to the word of he's going to teach us how to surrender to him and we'll become more and more like him. Yeah. Um, but before we continue, let me go ahead and uh, read a definition from the Britannica Dictionary. Character is the way someone thinks, feels and behaves. This definition says that it's someone's personality. Um, another definition is in the Merriam's Webster's Dictionary, and it says is the complex of mental and ethical traits marking and often individualizing a person, a group, or a nation. I like the one that says that because it's really specific to an individual. It's definitely individualized. Yeah. You can be in a in a household where all the kids were raised together, like you guys, the six of you. Never growing up where all of you at the same place. Right. None of you were exemplifying the same characteristics, although we were depositing the same things in each and every one of you. Um, and the last one is the Cambridge Dictionary. It says the particular combination, I like that, of qualities in a person or a place that makes them different from others. Wow. I like that. So I really, you know, want to look at this and I'm going to get hyped. I know I always start out kind of like slow and then, you know, it's just like when I run. Start chugging along, start picking up Yeah, the you feel me? And then I'm like, oh, I could do this. You feel me? Um, but it's important. It's really important that, you know, we really examine ourselves. Leah, what was the title that you you gave this little episode here? Does your character, what does your character reveal? Mm. What does your character reveal about you? And the thing about that title is you, what does your character reveal? In other words, it's already there. It's not like something, it's not like I'm being nice, like for the moment. Because somebody can be nice in order to perfect their plan of revenge. Mm, you know what I mean? Definitely. So it's not like, it's not like, um, an a it's just an action. It's who you are. So it's what's going to be exposed. And especially when trials come and it's going to expose like what you adhere to. Oh, that's so good. That's good because that's the point. What you adhere to, right? That's the point right there because your character is going to reveal what who it is that you serve. And that's why, though, but I think we know that um, subconsciously for sure, especially people in the body of Christ and outside the body of Christ. Because what is people? The, what, yeah, because what's, what do people always say? Aren't you supposed to be a Christian? All the time. In other words, that title is supposed to reflect something specific and what you are doing is not it. Definitely. So it shows us that the world made a standard for what we should look like. Christ made a standard of what we should look like. Now, what does your character actually reveal and expose in your heart? And it's like, 
um, like like one of the definitions, character is your mark. And a mark you just can't remove. Right. It's like if you have a birthmark, you can't just undo the birthmark. You can cover it for all you, all you want. But at any given moment, it can be revealed because it's part of who you are. It doesn't matter, you know, what you tell yourself. If you have that beauty mark, it's with you forever. And that's the same thing with character. Now, unlike um, beauty marks, right? They've always been there. And our character, you can almost say it's always, always been there. Yet as we mature in the things of the Lord, he removes certain things from us. As we surrender to him, he burnt off some things from us. He, he, um, sharpens us in ways that remove things that do not reflect him. Because understand, and I think that we talked about this in one of the episodes, when we come to Christ, we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. So what's supposed to be revealed every single day as we are spending time with him in his word, as we're opening ourselves to him, what we're supposed to be revealing more and more is who he is in us because we no longer live, but he lives in us. Then what we're really supposed to be looking for is to reflect the character of God. I think that's, I think that's one of the best parts of being in Christ is that it's a journey. So it's a step-by-step process. We're walking with the King of Kings. We're walking with the savior of the world. We're walking with the God who has sacrificed his own son that we may be saved. So a lot of times we see in the body of Christ, people will come to Christ and try to pick up a certain, certain action. Like I'm going to be like this now, or I'm going to do like this now, or I'm going to uh, speak like this now. And that's not the point. And that's not the point we're trying to make here. Mm, the point good. we're trying to make here is what does your character reveal? Okay, if your character is not revealing patience, if your character is not revealing the love and the grace of God, that's okay. Not, it's a, not that it's okay that you do those things opposite of his word, but now you have the opportunity to say, okay, Lord, um, I don't have the grace like you're, you're expecting me to have grace. So now, um, Lord, I'm going to lay this at your feet. Help me like have this grace that you have. It's by your spirit that I'm able to walk like this. And that's the beauty of it. It's not for you to try to get off this show and say, okay, I'm going to do this, do this, do this now. No, because character is embedded in us. It's, it's deep within us. It's, it's like a seal. It's who we are. We can't separate ourselves from our character until the Lord begins to transform, renew, um, break down those old things and, and build up what he desires within us. And that's the best part of it. I'm just picturing people now like, um, oh, that's what Christians do. Okay. So let me do that because I want to, I really want to live this out. I want, I really want to be a Christian. I really want to, you know, allow God to work inside my heart because I'm struggling with this or this or whatever the case may be. But I'm picturing somebody and they're like listening and saying one or two things, man, I don't, I'm not like that. Maybe I'm not a Christian or I can never do that. So that's not for me. Or, um, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be nice now. I'm just going to be nice now. And that's not the point. The point is not to do it in our own strength. The point is saying, whatever person you are of the examples that I just gave is I'm going to just put myself aside. I'm going to bring it to the Lord and I'm going to allow him to work that in me. 
I'm allow him to reveal the scripture to me. I'm allow him, allow his spirit to, you know, cleanse me. I'm going to abandon the things he is telling me to abandon. I'm going to be quiet when he's telling me to be quiet. So it's the cat reflecting the character of God living within the, the place that God has called us to do is really about obedience. Um, this is what comes to mind as you're saying that I um, think of Galatians and I think of Ephesians. Um, Galatians pertaining to the fruit of the spirit, Galatians chapter five. I like to say those verses just in case someone wants to revert back to them, but also in Ephesians where it says that we have been sealed. And I say this so that, you know, a listener that may be struggling, feeling as though I'm never going to be able to attain that because I'm not like that. I know I used to be one of those that say, well, I do that because that's just how I am. Okay, that's the problem. That is not about who you are. Right. It's about who he is in you. Right. And and the part that should encourage us is that when we accept Jesus, when we repent and we say, Jesus, come into my heart, yo, do what you need to do. What we're actually saying is seal me with your spirit. And you have to envision that when you get sealed, his spirit becomes a part of you. Yeah. His spirit. And and that's what I don't want to just breeze over. Like what you're saying, his spirit becomes a part of you, which makes it all possible. Right. And, And the word says, I think I've said this. This is like time number four. We no longer live, but Jesus lives in us. That's what Paul said. He no longer lives. We no longer live, but Jesus lives in us. How do we know that? Because he said that he will come and make his home in us. That's a, that's a, that's a big thing right there. He will come and make his home in us. And like you said, if we lay these things that we're struggling with at his feet, he replaces those things with him. Right. And now we can live. Now we can have his character because I agree with the listener. I'm sure that it's happened to you. Like it's happened to me. I'm trying. I'm trying. I want to do. I want to do. I want to do. And we fail miserably because the reality of it is that if we could have success, if we could be whole, if we could be holy minus Jesus, he wouldn't have died on the cross. Right. We would have been able to get ourselves right enough to be restored to the father. But that was impossible. And I know that we always revert back to the same thing, but we have been trained to be so religious. A lot of times we don't even apply the word of God. Oh, I can do that. I hear people say it all the time. Right. People that have been, you know, serving in a congregation for years, they can do certain things because they've trained themselves until something steps on the wrong toe a little bit too hard and boom. There, that old nature comes back. Why? Because it was never laid at the feet of Jesus. Because we, if we never allow Jesus to renew our way of thinking, it's only a matter of time before you see that behavior again. Yeah, you're going to revert. Yeah, and that's the thing that character requires for us to be submitted, to, to be at the feet of Jesus. Because we need to be changed. That's what the word of God says. We must be no longer conformed to this world. Living according to our old character is being conformed to the world. How do we do that? By renewing our mind. 
And the only way that our mind could be renewed is in the presence of God. It's through his word, through his word, through his word. And then we take that word and we bring it to his presence because he is faithful to his word. That's the thing that people talk about all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, once I pray, God is going to give me that. Who told you that? And and I think um, like what you were saying, we, we have to be submitted. We have to be surrendered. I don't know if that's the exact word you use, but what you're referring to is a posture of the heart. Absolutely. So it's like worship in the Old Testament when you came and you worshiped at a king's feet, not like you're praising him or like you are so awesome king is literally, I'm going to bow down. I'm going to lay posture toward you and I'm going to show you reverence. So living, how do we do that with our life is just when God reveals something to us, our posture is, it's like saying to a middle school kid, you're required to do this, this, and this. And the kid is a snarky little kid. And he's like, I ain't doing that. Instead of being obedient, so that lack of obedience gets them into trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's the same thing in the spirit. When the Lord reveals, you're in the camera. <laughs> you want to sit with us? <laughs> when the Lord reveals to us, um, forgive them or love them or help them or don't talk back or keep your mouth quiet. But you go and open your mouth anyway. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of the of a posture saying, I'm surrender to you. So the posture of surrendering will be, all right, all right, I'm, I'm just going to stay quiet and not talk. And, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges um, with us allowing the Holy Spirit to, to take charge. To, yeah, it's pride. 100%. And it's like we talked about in one of the episodes. The uh, same thing with re- revenge, how we started. Yes. It's like <laughs> idols. It's, it's idols. We've set ourselves up as an t- idol. And a lot of times we think that this is preposterous. What are they talking about? This don't make no sense. If we are before Jesus, you're an idol. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to somebody that's mad at you and they're trying to convince you of the opposite? But all they keep saying is I and you did to me. And this is what happened with me. And this is what I felt. And this is what I think. And this is what it is. And we have set ourselves up as an idol. Yeah, we put ourselves on top. Because what we need to look at is, what does Jesus say about this? What is his will about this? What am I reflecting? Am I reflecting? Am I reflecting the character of Christ? Am I reflecting the word of God? And if we can't stop for a minute and stop being introspective and acknowledge that we need to Look at ourselves in comparison to his word because we compare ourselves to others. Oh, you know, look at, aren't they supposed to be Christian? Isn't that some, that one's supposed to be Christian? A lot of times those pointing the fingers is giving us the right to do the foolishness that we want to do. But at the end of the day, the only one that we need to be looking at ourselves next to is Jesus himself. What did his character reveal? And is that what we're revealing? And it's really important because our character is what we practice. What our character is, is what we practice in our everyday life. If we're not humble, then we're not going to walk in a way that's humble. You follow what I'm saying? If you're not giving, then you're not going to give. Our character is revealed in our actions. 
And the thing that we have to remember, if we are really believers, that the minute we surrender ourselves to the Lord, he begins to reveal himself through us. Yeah. But if we cannot surrender ourselves to the Lord, if he, we've been saved for I don't know how long, and still he's not be, being revealed through us, we really need to figure out what's going on. Because Jesus is not retarded. Yep, I said that. He's not retarded. He knows exactly what he called us to do. He knows that he empowered us. He knows that everything that we needed, he provided it. And what we needed was his spirit. And he's perfect. Therefore, if he's perfect and he gave us his spirit, then something needs to be happening in us that's going to be transforming us into him. So if that's not happening, he's not the one that made the mistake. He's not the one with the problem because he's perfect. So where are we falling short? Like at the end of the day, that's what it is. You're looking at me with that face. Can we go to a scripture? No, I'm not looking at you. I want to go to John 8, 44. This is really a powerful scripture. And the reason I want to bring this up is because it talks about a characteristic to just um, complement what we just talked about, that our character is revealed with the things that we do. It's like faith without works is dead. We can't say we believe God, but we don't walk in accordance to faith. Right. You know what I mean? It says, you are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the desires which are characteristics of your father. He was a mur He who was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is natural to him, for he is a liar and a father of lies and half-truths. No, we're all children of the living God if we've accepted Jesus and we've surrendered and repented. But the point I'm trying to make is that it says that he who practices the desires of the devil is because what? Those are the characteristics. Why? Because that's their father. When we practice the desires or the characteristics of our heavenly father, then that's how we walk. It's like my mom says all the time. She says to me, hija de tu padre. You're your daughter, your father's daughter. She's kind of coming at my neck when she does that. Mm -hmm. But it, my father's been gone for 27 years. And still, she can see him in me. So if he's my natural father and I'm still reflecting him and my father didn't seal me with his spirit, how much more our heavenly father? I mean, think about that. We reflect our earthly fathers and mothers all the time. How much more would we not be required to reflect, to represent our Heavenly Father? Yeah, you said required. Like, what do you mean by that? Like we're required to reflect them. However, we don't know him, so we can't reflect them. That's we that. know our earthly parents. We do things like them. They're, matter of fact, Sometimes you do things that your parents do just because, like, it's in your blood. Like, a, a child can never have seen their father before, but they will bite their nails like that father. 
they will respond as that father would. They will look to the side, just have different little traits of the father, even though they never met the person. Because of the blood, huh? Because of the blood. And we've been covered in what? The new blood. The blood of Jesus. And so we have an old nature. When you come to the Lord, you have your old nature. And then when you're born again, when you're saved, he gives you a new nature, with, which is his spirit. So then he expects us to reflect his spirit. And I'm happy you brought up um, John 8, 44, because it gives us another uh, a key detail into our life with him, which is Jesus was speaking to people who studied the Bible, studied the Torah, st- studied the Old Testament. I'm sorry, not the Bible. There was no you know, New Testament yet. But he was speaking to people who studied the Old Testament and they taught the Old Testament. They upheld the Old Testament. They um they helped other people uphold the Old Testament, all the laws and the requirements that God had of them. But then he said, you are of your father, the devil, mm. which, which in, in other words, which is, it's not the, to summarize the entire story of what he's saying here. There's a lot to be said within this story. But one key point is that you can be reading the word of God all day and never gain the character of Christ. My God. Because you don't have the spirit of God. And it's, it's, that's just what it means for us to come to know him is to receive his spirit. So it's not to, it's not to say, go read your word like a billion hours. It's really getting to know who he is just as you got to know your earthly parents, whether you wanted to or not. Like they were in your life. They were raising you. They were there all or the not. time. Or not. Or not. But, but their nature is in you. Yep. And so when you come to Christ, he literally gives us a new nature. And when he gives us a new nature, his blood begins to flow through us. Mm. His living water begins to flow through us. And when he's flowing through us, he expects us to now obtain and carry his nature. And then he's, he's faithful enough to say, when you're doing something that's not reflecting me, I will correct you. And you abandon that thing, whatever it is, whether it's how you speak, whether it's how you act, whether it's desiring revenge, whether it's, you know, defending yourself, um, not being kind or loving or patient or faithful, like long suffering, like whatever it is that doesn't reflect me. And you have the fruit of the spirit, obviously, but then all the prophets of old, all of the judges, they reflect something of God. And they also reflect things that do not reflect. They also reflect things that reflect someone else. That's right. So, of course, we have our fruit. But then when he corrects us, we have to be faithful to abandon those other things. Like Moses did. He reflected a lot of God's character. He led like God's character. Samson was strong. Yeah, Samson was strong. So it's like each person revealed something of who God was. But then at some point they failed because they didn't repent from those things that destroyed what what the people seen of God's character. Mm. So our life is supposed to reflect God's character. And anytime it does not, we just have to be quick to repent and say, okay, Lord, forgive me. I probably just said, I probably said the same thing earlier. Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, help me reflect what you want me to reflect. Uh, You know, sometimes we repeat things and we're very aware 
when it happens. But it's important that, you know, we come to the realizations that we're living in a time where, you know, many have a form of godliness, but deny the power. Right. Many say I'm a follower of Christ. Somebody sent me a song today and it was written by people that we know that we sing their songs. We play the songs on the radio and the song had cuss words in it, like, like straight up cuss words. And I thought to myself, what is happening? And why am I making this point? Because a lot of times, you know, many in the church, let me, let me go back. Many in the congregations, they think that because they've been visiting there so long, because their parents took them to church, their grandparents took them to church, you know, they have their own Bible, they listen to quote unquote gospel music, they think that they're saved. Right. And I would never want to be the one that God calls me into account because I gave someone the idea that they were saved. You know what I'm saying? So it's important, you know, when we are saved, our character must begin to reflect Christ. At some point. Yeah. It has to. Like, there's just no other way. It's like I say all the time. There's no way that I'm going to eat properly. I'm going to work out and sleep correctly. And you're not going to begin to see a change in my physical body. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it's the same thing spiritually. A lot of times people say, you know, oh man, I've been doing A, B, and C, and I just can't seem to lose weight. I'm going to guarantee you there's a part there that you're missing Mm -hmm. that you're cutting corners in. Because anything that we put work to, there's going to be a reflection of the work that you put in. And we already been sealed with the Holy Spirit if we're saved. All we need to do is begin to bring those things to his feet. Acknowledge that I'm falling short. Lord, you said that I receive not because I ask not. And his promises are yes. So if he said ask and you shall receive, if we ask, we're going to receive. So we have to change. We have to change. And we're living in a day where we got to, you know, the rubber has met the road. And we need to, you know, walk in, in power and authority. And, and we have to be transparent. And when we see something that doesn't reflect the Lord and you opening the door and letting me in, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm going right through because a lot of times we're so concerned about people liking us, about being, you know, popular, accepted, about being accepted and friend, friended or however the heck you say that friend it, you know, when somebody follows you or whatever, that we just want to say things that are nice. But how about the eternity of that person? And the word is clear. Test the spirit. What is going on here? Mm-hmm. I've known people for years and years and years, and they still talking and walking the same way that they were years ago. And I'm coming to the place where I just be telling people, you know what? There has to be a change. And I'm going to offer you, do you want to accept Jesus? Oh no, I accept them. Listen, Jesus don't work like that. It's just that it's just, that's not how it is. Whatever you do often focus consistently is going to cause a change Mm -hmm. no matter what for good or for bad.
That's just what it is. So how much more when we have a help? When we're working out or we're eating different or whatever, I'm doing that. But when we're seeking the Lord for the things of the spirit, it's not me by myself. Right. He's my helper. He's my advocate. He's my restorer. He's my healer. He's my strength. He's my power. He's the authority. Ain't no way I'm going to stay the same. There is no way. Right. There is just no way. Well, that was funny. <laughs> well, you brought a, um, you brought a, a, an idea of pressure in there. Uh-huh. It's like when, when people, their, when their faith is being put on the chopping block. And I, nobody wants to go, go through this part. You know, the, the ebbs and flows of life. In regular life, you have the ebbs and flows. You have the ups and the downs. In your walk with Christ and your journey with the Lord, it's the same thing. You're going to have your ups and your downs. Not that you're going to lose faith. Well, we shouldn't lose faith, but. You will. Not that the Lord isn't consistent and not that the Lord isn't all powerful. Not that it's just what happens in life. We have our ups and our, we have our downs with our relationships with our kids, with our relationships with our spouses, our boyfriends, whatever, whatever it may be. You have good moments. You have bad moments. Not that the Lord is going to be the causer of the bad moment, but you're going to have a moment that's going to say, hmm, am I going to actually adhere to this? And when, when was that friction? And when that friction when that friction begins to happen, am I going to adhere to the promises that God has made? Mm. Am I going to adhere to who I'm called to be? Adhere. Am I going to adhere to what the Lord has said about me? Mm. What has said about himself? Am I going to run and hide? And this is where character really begins to take ex- shape, take shape and expose itself is when, when everything is not going as it's supposed to go. When life is a little tougher, when your marriage is not at its height, when money is low, when your kids are cutting up, let's just say not being what you've instilled. <laughs> I like that. When everything is happening, then the character really begins to get exposed. The character of who you really are. And that, and this is, and it's a good thing. And, G- and the Bible teaches that the trial of your faith is more precious than gold more. and more precious than gold. So they gave us, so the scripture really aligned your faith, which is a spiritual thing and gold, which is a natural thing, but the quality of gold, it's like, we hold that at a high standard. So God is saying your faith, what you believe is more precious than gold because it's going to really show who you are. It's going to really show what you believe. It's going to really show if you adhere to what I have said and what I have promised you and what I have done. And this is why we need the power. This is why to be a witness, you need the power of God. Because when you look at the the lives of the of the apostles, the disciples, their lives weren't easy lives. It's not like they... Said, okay, like let's let's serve Jesus. And they're just like skip to my loo, walking <laughs> in the lilies and the flowers all day. It was tough. It was a tough life, which which actually a mark that Jesus was who he said he was, is that these people are willing to go to the depths of the earth in order to proclaim this good news. 
And this is the beauty of our faith is that it reveals our true character and of our faith is really cemented in the rock of our salvation in the hope of our salvation, then our character will only reflect the thing that we're, that we are hoping for, which is eternal life with him. And it says the trial of your faith. And then it's interesting that it says that is more precious, like you said, than gold that's held at high value. But what is it that causes gold to get to that place of most value? Yeah, that fire, that furnace. And I know we hear it all the time, but sometimes I think that we have to envision what that's saying. Absolutely. And I remember one time I was reading about this and it said that it gets fire gets put in like a, a, a hot pot, not like the ones in the kitchen. And that thing gets hot, hot. It begins to bubble. And as it gets hot, just imagine heat reveals brings to the surface those imperfections. Right. That's what's happening to yep. the gold. That's what happens to us. When, when You know how they say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. If you get out of the kitchen, that means that you have not succeeded in this trial of your faith. You have to be able to go through so you don't have to do it again. And what happens when you're going through a trial is like if we were gold, it's more hot, hot. Hot, hotter, hotter, hotter. And the more things that are not pleasing to the Lord begin to get exposed. It's like when you um go through a detox, going into the fire, putting the gold, you know, in the heat is like detox. If a person ever, ever went through a detox, what happens? Physically, your skin does something yucky. It gets greasy. Sometimes you get acne. Your hair gets weird. Your nails do certain things. Odors that you didn't even know were within. Why? Because everything that's not pure, that doesn't belong there, begins to surface. And it's the same thing that happens with gold. And the refiner, as the impurities come to the surface, they're a different color than the gold. And he takes something really thin and just kind of like wipes that thing right off the surface. And that keeps happening until what's left is gold. Because what happens? Pure gold. It's like I was telling my mom, Ty and I, and even you, if we wear gold, that's not pure gold. What happens? Our, our, our <coughs> skin starts to get itchy and all jacked and up. And bumpy and all kinds of things start to be revealed. <laughs> and it's the same thing that happens to us. If there are any impurities, when we're in the hand of the reiner, all that stuff should come to the surface and it should be wiped right and, away. And in actuality, we don't like to go through these fiery <laughs> moments, but this is where we rejoice because why Why should I rejoice in being my life being put on fire? Because it, it draws out the imperfections. Yes. Just as it draws out the imperfections in the gold, your faith is the metaphor for the gold here. So it's going to draw out the imperfections and perfect your faith. <coughs> and this is why our faith is so precious, because faith that goes through the fire, it reflects the one that we put our hope in. Wow, that's good. It perfectly begins to reflect him. Therefore, our character becomes perfected. 
the more we go through the fire, the more he's able to mold us. What happens when they pour that that gold out? They they pour it into something to mold it exactly what they're trying to accomplish, whether a ring or a, a piece of jewelry or a chain. They pour the the liquid gold, the hot, heated, fiery gold into something so it can cast exactly to what whatever they desire with nothing but perfect gold elements within it. And it's the same thing when we come to Christ. And it's the same thing when he, we walk with him. He begins to allow us to go through fire. And as we go through fire, he begins to pour us out into however he wants to mold us, however he wants us to look in the end. And the the nice thing is that he's the refiner. He's the refiner. He's the molder. So he's determining what you need. Whatever it is that you need, he's going to shape you and mold you into that. To accomplish. What he needs you to accomplish. To accomplish whatever he has set Mm. before you. So look how strategic he is. Like it's, it's not, nothing is by chance. Right. Like we should be, we should feel so empowered. That he thinks these things through for us. In other words, in bring the, on the heat. Yes. Individually, baby, don't worry. Because there's nothing that you're going to go through that you're not going to be able to get through. And I'm going to give you the way out. I got you. So we need to understand that for our character to be built, we have to, excuse me, go through the fire. Yeah. And we have to understand, listen, no matter how bad it is, it's not going to kill you. And repentance is how we stay in the fire. There's no other way. That, that's the only. And why do I say repentance? Because as the impurities come up to the to the surface, we allow the Lord to take them. And allowing the Lord to take them is basically saying, Lord, this is this does not please. Remove that from my life and I'm going to keep my focus on you. I'm going to keep my gaze on you. That's what repentance is. It's turning away from something that you know is unpleasing to the Lord. So it's the same thing. When those impurities are coming up, we stay in that fire by saying, okay, Lord, have your way here. Have your way here. Do this here. Do this here. I, I see that that's not reflecting you. We can know that something doesn't reflect the Lord and, you know, be like people who are even unsaved know when things are just. Not acceptable. Yes, absolutely. But they they hold on to those things. So how much more us as believers? We know sometimes when we speak to our spouse a certain way. We know when we react to our kids a certain way. We know when we're reacting to bills a certain way, um, our work a certain way, when we're we're not trusting in the Lord. We know that those things, those are impurities in our faith. When we're walking in offense. When we're walking in, when somebody hurt us. When somebody hurt us, we won't forgive. We know those things are impurities in our life, but that's just that's just fire perfecting our life. And it's okay. We have to repent, go to the feet of Jesus and say, just take this from me. Unforgiveness, lack of trust, um, talking this way, not focusing on things that, that reflect your glory. Like these are all things that reveal are revealed in our imperfections. Yes, yes. And the way we stay in that fire and allow God to have his perfect work is saying, Lord, forgive me. I renounce those things. I'm coming to your feet and giving you those things and I'm allowing you to pour whatever you want in and out of me. Now I'm thinking and I'm imagining somebody saying like, why would I want to go through that? Because realistically, naturally speaking, who wants to go through difficult situations? People, people who want to get better. Right. And and the thing is, 
that a lot of times we just focus on the challenge, on the the process that we're going through in the fire. But this is the same my parents used to always say, no hay mal que dure cien años. If you translate, it's kind of weird. There isn't an evil that's going to last a hundred years. So it basically means whatever you're going through now, that's not going to last forever. No, you're going to come it's to not, an end. It's not going to last forever. It's going to end. The only question remains is, are you going to be obedient? Yeah. And and how long you go through that melting process, through that fire process, how long you're going to be in the hand of the refiner is going to be determined by our attitudes. So it's important. And I know that I, I'm kind of strange like that. It's like if you're running, right? I talk about this all the time. I always use exercise. So you begin to run, you begin to run and you're like, I'm going to run for a mile and you need like, I don't know, let's say 0.2 or 0.3. Anybody that runs knows that sometimes that tiny little bit left, there's no way I'm going to be able to make it. And right. you're like, no, nah, I need to make the smile. So you like, uh, I'm going to run up to that trash can. When you get to the trash can, I'm going to run up to that car. When you get to that car, I'm going to run up to that door. When you get until you make it to the end right. of your goal. And every time you run is the same thing. But if you quit Every time you try to succeed at this, you're going to have to tomorrow start all over again from the beginning right. and try again. But if you stick to it, if you just just focus, don't look too far. Just keep your eye on him. He's right here. He's right in front of you. Sometimes we want to get to five miles. We haven't even got to half a mile. Right. Just keep your eye on Jesus. He's in front of you. If you keep your focus on him, when you look up, you won't even realize that you made it through. But what happens? That instead of us focusing on him, our focus is everywhere but where it needs to be. And that's the thing. So we got to get to that place. Oh, it's easy for you to say no. Like we've all struggled and we're still struggling in some areas. Yeah, We're being perfect. Not that we are perfect, not in ourselves. Right. Our perfection is in Jesus. But the only way that that could be revealed is in him. And in him means that it's not what I want first. It's not what I opinionate. It's not what I think. It's not what I would like. It's not what I believe. It's what does his word say? And let me tell you, I'm, I'm learning. The more time I spend with the people of God in the Lord, you know, reading his word, so on and so forth, the more I'm learning how much of a challenge it is to really revert to what God says. And not look to ourselves. How many times you don't minister to somebody and they'll say, yeah, but I think, but I'm not telling you what I think. Right. Opinions are for fools. So if we're going to achieve looking more and more like Jesus, we're going to have to focus on what his word requires. And if we keep Jesus right there where he is, right there with us, we'll be able to get further and further and further until we accomplish that task at hand. That's just what it is. Right. You know, it, it seems like it's impossible. I know that I've seen, you know, coming up, 
you know, as an adult in the things of the Lord, seeing somebody and saying, man, I would love to be like that. But feeling like uh, uh, that's never that's that's You're not never. possible. But then you get a victory, a small victory, and you hold on to that victory. Next time you're challenged, you remember, I thought I couldn't make this one. And look at what he did. Therefore, he could do that again. Gives you hope. And that's what you do. And that's why testimonies are so important. That's why we are overcome by the blood of, of, the, of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Our testimony is what helps us reflect, remember what he has already done. It reminds us that he's a God of his word, that when he says that he will do something, he will do it. He will do it excellently and he will complete it. Yep. But we cannot forget that's something that will happen to the people of Israel. Moses brings them out of the promised land. They're going through a challenge and now they're looking back, talking about we should have stayed in Egypt because at least there we have food every day. Bruh. You were a slave. Did, do you remember that they were working you to the bone? But that fast we forget. But when we practice keeping our eye on him and remembering his goodness and his promises and his word fulfilled, it help us. It helps us have success when we're going through the fire the next time. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it, it's really important. It seems... Yeah, you know, when I say it, it sounds so easy. No, like, bruh, every, you know how they say for every level, there's a new devil. Every time you, you master this, now he wants to take you a little bit higher and you got to go back. Wait a minute. This is going to be a little bit more challenging, but he said he got me. Right. He said that his promises are yes, they're amen. I remember what he did. And that's how we get to where we need to go. And those things are required because that is what's building character in us. Yeah. When we're able to walk out faith, when we're able to believe in spite of, that molds our character, that shapes our character. Because every time that you're required to use faith for whatever situation, that's a new area in your life that he is perfecting. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's important. It's important. I always say important because I want you to know it's important. Right. Dang. That we, you know, we really hearken to the word of God. And and you can jump in at any time, but I'm going to just say this last thing. That's why it's so important to one of the essentials. Fellowship. Yeah, we know we have to be in the word. We know we have to be in prayer. We know that we have to be in fellowship because why? By hearing the word of God, that's how you grow. Iron sharpens iron. If you want your character to grow, you got to get around some believers. But let me make this clear. It's not just fellowshipping with anybody. Because sometimes we like to get with that old friend that we used to hang out with. And they're just not where they need to be in the Lord. And instead of helping us grow in the Lord, it's just helping us go back. back. Us away. And that takes me to one scripture. You know, I didn't even read the, the word character in the Greek, so on and so forth. But one scripture that comes to mind is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture about bad company corrupts, corrupts good, good character. character. Well, there you go. You just said it. 
Yes. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. A good character. Good and character. that's First Corinthians 1533. It, it, it corrupts the, the dwelling place. Mm, that's 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 point right there. So we are the temple of the Lord. We are God's temple. We are his house. Comes and dwells within us. So he's saying, do not be fooled. Be not do not be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character or good morals, which character um is what comes from the word ethos. Yes. And it means a dwelling place. A dwelling place for the Lord. So you are the dwelling place. So it's gonna corrupt the place where God is attempting to dwell, such as when the Lord came and flipped the tables. Mm-mm-mm. They were corrupting. They were desecrating the temple in the in the natural. In the natural, and that's the same representation. So it was a representation of what happens when we hang around corrupted people, Mm-mm. wicked people. Wicked wickedness does righteousness doesn't flow from wickedness. So if we're hanging around wickedness, is going to corrupt. It's going to desecrate the place where God is trying to dwell. Well, that's a good one. And we don't want to do that. No, definitely. Um, and, and something that you said, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals, good character. It's going to corrupt where God resides. And our character flows from the dwelling place of God. Right. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the dwelling place of God. We are the house of God and our characteristics should replay, represent Christ. Therefore, if our dwelling place is being corrupted right. by negativity, by negative words, by negative examples, all those things that will corrupt. And, and this is important. A lot of times when we think about you know, our dwelling place or our body, we think about the natural. Yeah. But this is where, this body is where the Holy Spirit lives. Because remember, spirits are people without a body. We know that the Holy Spirit is Jesus, the man Jesus. That's his spirit. And he needs a place to dwell. That's who we are. And his characteristics are in us. So when we are around the wrong people, what happens? That our very character, our very house where the Lord lives is getting corrupted. Not that he can be corrupted, but our house surely could be corrupted. Our spirit, man, our thoughts, our desires, our morals. It's like people say, I cannot control the things that... I think about, yeah, yeah, you can. When you begin to think on good things, moral things, things that represent our father in heaven, then you begin to control the things that you are thinking about. When you begin to focus and look at things that aren't corrupted, when you, when you stop listening to things that aren't corrupted, when you stop watching things that aren't corrupted, of course, of your feeding yourself garbage then obviously what's going to flow out of you is garbage. Like that's just what it is. And and this is the scripture, Philippians 4, 8 through 9. I'm, I'm going to read it in the Amplified, yes? It says, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, man, that's good. 
Whatever is pure and wholesome, I need to go back. Whatever is right and confirmed by God's word. All right, not some made up goodness. No, not what we think, not what we opinionate, not what we feel. Well, I think like it should be like this. No, 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 no. You didn't save yourself, so you don't make the rules. Whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure, whatever is wholesome, Whatever is lovely and brings peace. I want to go back to whatever is pure and wholesome. Because I heard somebody say on a YouTube, oh, you know, we have a lot of people saying there's nothing wrong with cursing. But is that pure? Is that wholesome? Is a cuss word going to make you whole? Is it going to make the listener whole? It's the curse. Come on, people. (laughs) It's the curse word. Come on. We call ourselves believers. Believers, is it God's word? Is it confirmed in God's word? Man, the word is clear. Whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Look at what it says. Center your mind on them and implant them where? In your heart. In your heart. In the dwelling place of God, in the abode of God. That's where these things are supposed to be implanted. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things when? In daily life. Daily. And the God who is of peace and well being will be with you. If we want the God of peace, who is our source, if we want well-being in him, then we need to be, whatever we do, needs to be confirmed by God's word. And he's definitely telling us two things here. He's, he's not saying go and change yourself in all these ways. He's saying, hey, just like, let's focus on these types of things. Because when we focus on these types of things, then you can do and focus on the things that you have seen me do. And then it tells us also this. So one is not telling you to just go out and do all these things, be honorable, be awesome, be mighty and all of these great things. He's saying, let's just, let's focus on these things first. And then he's saying, then you'll be able to do what I'm doing is everything that I have showed you. But then it reveals to us that we also have to be a revelation of these things for someone else. You know what came to my mind? You are what you eat. Right. Exactly. Stop eating garbage and garbage will stop flowing out of you. But it's like, I always go back to the secular music thing. Like, why am I, why am I listening to garbage? Why am I listening to music about adultery when I want to be faithful to my wife? That makes no, it doesn't make any sense. Pretty silly. It's pretty, it's pretty foolish. Yeah. Like I'm not going to, if I'm learning math, I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to say two plus two equals eight. Two plus two equals eight. I'm not going to keep saying that because that then when the test comes, two plus two equals eight is going to be in my mind. That's going to be foolish. So we don't go around telling our kids lies to help them with the truth. We talk truth. We tell them to listen to truthful things to be able to understand truth. So I'm not going to listen and watch and fill my heart and my mind with things that do not represent the kingdom of heaven, which are not honorable, which is not respectful, which is not confirmed by God's word, which is not pure or wholesome, which is not lovely, which is not what doesn't bring 
piece or admirable or good reputation. Like I'm not going to look at these things and watch these things and fill my heart with these things. If it's not going to bring out the things that reflect my King in heaven. And I'm thinking, why will we take in garbage? We're not trash cans. Right. I say this all the time. I used to tell this to you guys when you were little. You're not trash cans. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We are the houses of God. How are you going to fill the house where God lives with garbage? Who does that? And I, I hope I hope there's some type of conviction here because I'm, I'm not saying, hey, do what you want to do. You want to listen to garbage? Do you want to watch a whole bunch of things that are full of garbage? Hey, do you like who am I to say anything? All I'm saying is if you are continually having rebuttals in defense of the garbage that you're listening to, mm. I mean, like, what are we doing? Like, I'm defending garbage at this point. Why? For what? To make myself feel better? At the end of the day, that's called conviction. And you got to adhere to the conviction to whatever God is saying. And that's what it means to go through the fire and, and allow the imperfections to come up and stay in the fire. Is the moment you hear something from from the word of God that does not confirm what you're doing, you got you have to turn from it. You have to abandon that thing. And it reveals character. Exactly. Here we go again. That's what it reveals. Anytime, and, and I like that you made that point, anytime that we have to fight for something that's wrong, it talks about our character. Right. And we need to really examine ourselves. You find this all the time. I've talked to people, like more recently, I'm not watching that. I'm not watching that because it just takes one thing that's negative. You open up the door and then that thing becomes just the norm. No, I'm not doing that. Call me corny. Call me religious. You think I don't care what you say. Boo boo. Bye. I'm not a trash can. And what you feed your spirit, what you bring into the house reflects the home. Right. I don't bring things from the street that are moldy for the mold to get all over everything else in the house. Right. And that's what happens when we open up ourselves to foolishness. That things comes into our house and it begins to spread its nastiness all over everything else. It's like a mold. When you look in the Old Testament. It yep. shows you how they dealt with mold. They cut that joint right out. They did a couple of things. They will try to clean it. If that joint came back, they wait seven days. They try that first. If that didn't work, they took out a little piece of it. If that still didn't work, they threw that joint out. They put that joint out to the fire. Right. And that's what needs to happen to us sometimes. Somebody talks to you. Oh, no, they, okay, let's go back. Oh, yeah, okay. Let's cut that out. Jesus needs to come and cut things out of us. Yep. All of us, including me, including you. Yeah, like he's cool. straight up. And the word is clear. Something straight up needs to be cut right out of us. And I'm declaring and I'm believing in the name of Jesus that he's cutting out of us things that are causing the character that we not look like him. Because I want to look like Jesus. When jokers come and talk lies about me and, and you know, calumnia. I don't know how you say that in English right now. That they bring false charges against you. I uh, Slander. Yeah, I want to be able to, you know, okay. 
I want to be able to calmly look and smile and not have to worry about one thing. Because what they're saying is not true. Because you's a liar, spirit. <laughs> In Jesus' name. And I rebuke it. you. No, straight up. And that's the reason why we need to make it our business to allow the father to restore our character. Why do I say restore? Because it's in us because he's in us. The fruit of the spirit is in us. The gifts of the spirit is in us. We need to be restored back to him. And I'm excited about what Jesus is doing. I'm really excited about Jesus, what Jesus is doing. And whoever don't want to come along, well, I don't know what to tell you. Boo-boo, bye. Because Jesus is going to call us to account individually. We're going to be without excuse, bro. And we're living in those days. People are calling what's wrong, right, and what's right, wrong. People are growing cold. People are choosing. And when I say people, I'm not talking about the world. At this point, I don't even know. But at this point, you don't know what is what. You'll know them by their fruit. Like, serious. At this point, you don't know what is what. Jokers don't want to forgive. Jokers, you ain't perfect. And you looking for me to be perfect. I say this to y'all all the time. I say it to anybody that says, oh, she's so, I love her. She's so honest. Let me tell you, one day I'm going to offend you. Because God is still working some things out. And when I do. Are you going to be walking in a fence and now you're not going to love me no more? Because that's what's happening in the body. Why are we looking for people to be perfect? Oh, well, they're a pastor. What's your point? Right. He goes to the bathroom just like you. His breath smells in the morning. Her breath smells in the morning. We all exactly the same. Uh, like, what are we even saying? Right. Like, serious. Like, like, we really have to mature. And this is sidebar. I think I'm done with character, but I'm going on this one. Okay. Yes, ma'am. No, no, I'm serious. Like no. in the body of Christ, there's so much offense. Have we spoken about offense? I do not know. I'm going to open this right here. And maybe that needs to be the next one because character cannot be revealed because of offense. Or well, character is exposed because of offense. Exactly. It Excellent. cannot be perfected because of. Offense. Yes. Yeah. And what we look, we're, we're getting so upset with people for their lack of perfection. You are just as perfect as I am. Not. Right. Our perfection is in Jesus. At any given moment, we can be acting out of our emotions. We can be acting out of pride. We can be acting out of lack of understanding, lack of prayer, lack of word. Out of anything like that, at any given moment, we can say some foolishness. Now you're going to forever hold me accountable. You're going to hold an offense against me because now you're mad. Like, brah, Jesus will come and you'll be in big trouble. Right. Because you was looking for me to be perfect. When you get to be perfect, then you can expect perfection from me. Because you know that it's attainable. When I get to be perfect, then I'm going to expect perfection from you. But the reality of it is that perfection that God is looking for will not be revealed until we are with the Father in eternity. And that's when, just, when we're no longer in this flesh. 
And that's just the beauty of the that's the beauty of the the body though is that when I know that you're messed up, you know that I'm messed up. So if we just work together at this, you know, Jesus thing and becoming more like him, if we're working together and, and individually, then you know what I mean we can help each other instead of and be gracious and merciful toward one another instead of just being like, Man, you you're jacked up, bro. Just okay, I am jacked up. Let's can we pray? Yeah. Help us this out. You feel me? Help us this out. Help me out here. Can you give me a verse or something? Like Yeah, like like you know, like like get me out of this 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 bad flesh, right. you know, these emotions. But you know, I really want to continue to talk about, to have a conversation about these things that keep us from serving him the way we should. Mm-hmm. These things that keep us from being the living testimonies and examples to the Lord, to the laws that we're supposed to be. Because truth be told, a lot of times our lostness, I know that's not a word. That's all right. It's my dictionary. I can put whatever I want in that one. Our lostness causes us to people not know whether it's Jesus or not Jesus. And we're always supposed to reflect Jesus. Are we perfect again? No. Oh, my bad. You know what? I messed up. I acknowledge I messed up. I mess up all the time. More recently, I stopped and I said, bro, I messed up. But you don't want to be mad. Like, what are we even doing right now? I told you. Like, I've told you guys all the time. Oh, I love mom. Oh, my mom, my mom. When you guys got mad at me. Yeah, when I like, oh, my mom, my mom, my mom. They're like. Wait, when we got mad at you? One day. I'm sure mm-hmm. Leah got mad at me before. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> you probably didn't. Yeah, you did. You got mad at me. But in- oh, yeah, I got mad at you before. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But you said recently. like No, no, no. Oh. But I'm saying that we're going to do that to each other sometimes. Facts. And, and in that getting annoyed, the first thing that we need to say is, well, I need to extend what I want extended to me. We need that grace. Grace, grace. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, hallelujah. I'm done. I'm straight up done. Uh, yeah, I think you done about nailed it and moved it on to a whole new subject for next week. Yes, so, hallelujah. Offense. Yes. Look mm. forward Look forward to that one next week. Let me tell you, that's even going to hurt us. What does that even mean? <laughs> but until then. <laughs> until then. <laughs> until we talk about offense, let's produce the character of God and let him perfect our character you, and let our faith be turned and be pure, like, like even better than gold, even more pure than gold. Yeah. Because that's what it says is even better than pure gold. So let's not allow anything to corrupt our character and let's reflect Jesus. And when we're not reflecting Jesus, don't get all mad. Don't get all condemned. Don't be all weird about it. Just go to his don't feet be and be weird. like, <laughs> yeah, don't be weird. Like just go to his feet and be like, help me Lord. Help me, Lord, in this area, because obviously I'm lacking, but I don't want to be lacking. I want to be on my A game with you and be walking with you and pleasing you and l- loving you and being loved by you. You mm-hmm. keep yourself kind of like when you're not when you're not allowing him to perfect something in you, it keeps you're kind of like keeping his love for you at a distance. Not that he loves you any less, but it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't need that love right now. I don't yeah, need that grace. That. It's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. when a spouse, one is mad at the other and it's like. Don't kiss me. 
You ever watch this is like a sidebar, but not really. <laughs> you ever watch this is one couple like on Instagram. They always do these like these little actings of like um skits. These little skits of I'm mad at you, but I still love you. And it's like I get Oh you. yeah, they care about them yeah, anyway. Yeah, like when you care about me so much, but you're mad at your spouse, and it's like you get me a blanket, but I take it, and I'm like Rip it off. Thank you. <laughs> and then you get I'm like sick, and then you uh Daisy will come bring me soup, and I'm just like but I'm giving her the side eye. So I'm just not. I, the, the point is, I love you, but I'm still not able to fully experience our relationship because mm. I'm still keeping something against you. That's good. You I know what I mean? That. And so when we don't allow God to perfect our character, it's like, why would you want to go to through the fire? Because you're going through the fire with him. You're not like going. He's not putting you in the fire and watching you from a distance. He's in the fire with you. Don't keep them. There was another in the fire. You know that song? (laughs) Yeah. So there's someone else in the fire with you. So not allowing God to perfect your character, it keeps him at a distance from you, which you're you're selling yourself short with your relationship with him. And then it's like, oh, I was a Christian and that didn't work. Nah, bro. You just kept them over there. Yeah. You just sit over there. You kept them at a distance. You're trying to drive the car, but you like got the steering wheel over there and you like all the way back and you can't reach. And it's like, that car was trash. Like, no, bro, put the seat how it's supposed to be. So you can reach all the elements. You know what I mean? Everything that you should have. So you can properly drive this whip. So you saying, let Jesus take the wheel. Yeah. Like let, let him (laughs) sit with you. Like let him, let him do his thing, but let him do it. Like you got to let him do it. You got to let him do it. Period. Amen. Not his saying period at the end. I meant like, actually like period at the end of the sentence. Not like period. Not like like period (laughs) team. Awesome. Good conclusion, Mike. Well, we just want to thank you for joining in to TJFJ. Thank God I Follow Jesus podcast where we encourage, inspire, and challenge you to deepen your walk with Christ and anchor your faith in the rock, the hope of our salvation. Make sure you guys comment, like, subscribe, and share to a friend who might be blessed with this word. And have a great week. We will see you next Sunday at 7 p.m. Bye.